0: Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, August 10th. That means it's time for Destination Health. We are here live. We are going to open the phone lines right now. Start dialing 855-950-3835. It's a health free for all. As long as your topic has something to do with health, anything goes, pick up the phone and join us. We'll talk about diet, stress, I'm going to talk a lot about stress today, all kinds of things, anything health-wise, pick up the phone, dial me up, I'll get to those calls here in just a little bit. I do have a topic I want to talk about here at the open and it is stress again. I've been talking a lot about stress and I think I'm going to be talking about it a lot more and I kind of feel like I've made a breakthrough in in how we should think about stress, what stress really is, and what we do to improve it. Now, I've said several times over the last year that I've been working on this protocol uh, that we can't just avoid stress. You know, it, it seemed like that was kind of the approach If somebody was suffering negative consequences from being too stressed out, we would tell them to avoid stress, take a vacation, go meditate, go take a walk in nature. You know, we, we, our approach was always avoid it. And it doesn't work. And I've also talked about the supplements, that even though there's tests and proof that these supplements should make our body more resilient to stress, they really don't work in my opinion. We stopped recommending them a long time ago because when we did recommend them, we weren't getting results. And I couldn't figure out why not. And I came to the same conclusion about supplements and diet with our overall health, that I came to that same conclusion on stress and and lifestyle. I said the supplements aren't going to do you any good unless you change your lifestyle. Here's the breakthrough I think I'm having right now. And um, part of this, again, goes back to the Garmin watch. We have a new reading on there now. So I've been doing some more research into this. Here's where I think we've made the biggest mistake when it comes to stress, that we treat stress as though it's all mental. It's all, I don't want to say in our head, but that's kind of the way we treat stress, that it's in our head, that it's a mind thing. And it's absolutely not. It's absolutely not a mind thing. Stress, here's the way I see stress right now. Stress is our body's, our stress muscle I've talked about, our stress resilience is not really our body's ability to handle mental things. It's really our body's ability to handle more extreme physical things. And what we've done in our society is we have taken away all of those extreme physical things and when we do that our body gets weaker physically weaker that really is our stress muscle i was i was right on with this with this whole analogy of a stress muscle turns out that our stress resilience i talk about the stress muscle really is muscle related it's our overall fitness our overall physical fitness that allows us to either deal with stress or not. And as we get weaker and weaker physically, our body does not deal with stress well at all. And it we stay in stress mode, fight or flight mode, and that is very damaging to our health. Well, now I get it. The way we get out of that mode is by being physically stronger. I've talked about this muscle. It's exactly correct. But it's, it's all of our muscles, all of our fitness. So the measurement, HRV, I've talked about in the past, heart rate variability, which is very different from heart rate. This is the raw number that Garmin is using to create the instant stress reading and the body battery, and it also ties into your sleep scores. In my opinion, this is the single best marker of overall fitness that we have. I don't think anything else even comes close once we start to understand this. In the past, we haven't been able to measure this easily. There was a time you couldn't measure it at all uh, unless you were in a lab. You know, just a year or so ago, if you wanted a good HRV reading, you really wanted to wear a chest strap that would communicate with your watch or your phone or whatever it was. Then we started getting some devices that could read HRV Watches, rings, the Aura Ring measures HRV. There are a couple watches out there. HRV is a a, a number I've been working on for about five years now. I went back and looked at some of my notes. I was working with a software company about five years ago. We were trying to to develop our own app with it, and we we weren't there yet. There would there wasn't enough devices on the market. We weren't reading this number all that accurately. So we kind of set that project aside, but I realized how long we've been working on this number. In fact, there was an interesting, um, one of the things I'll tell you about HRV is you don't use your number to compare to anybody else. It's really not accurate. You figure out what your HRV number is, and then our goal is just to get it higher. The higher your HRV number is, the healthier you are, the more fit you are, and it really is a measurement of how resilient we are to stress and whether or not our body will go into the stress mode or not. We want to stop our body from constantly going in and staying into that fight or flight mode, and it's not mental. It's physical. And, and I'll try to explain that. But when I was working with the software company, something interesting happened. I was submitting my data to them and they were, we were working with it. And I said, you know, is there, can you give me some examples of other people uh, and their HRV numbers so I can start to compare? And She said, yeah. And I said, you know, you can block out any personal information. I don't need to see that. I just want to see other examples because HRV was such a new reading. I couldn't find much information about it. Well, the first one they sent over to me, they didn't block out any of the personal information. And it was kind of funny um, because it was Ben Greenfield. And Ben was working with the same company on the same kind of project. So they just sent his numbers over, which were incredible, by the way. Um, ben Greenfield is, you know, kind of a biohacker, um, triathlete. The guy's pretty incredible, but his numbers were impressive. The goal on HRV is the higher, the better, Um Currently, I think uh, my numbers had bottomed out like in the 30s when I was on the road and I wasn't active and I wasn't working on the protocol. And I, I had my HRV had dropped down into the 30s. Um, I've got it back up into the low 50s, um, high 40s, low 50s right now. Um, ben Greenfield at the time was almost always between like 90 and 110. Um, again, that. You don't necessarily compare yourself to anybody else. The goal is to get your reading and then improve that reading. And I'm going to talk about how we improve it. I mean, that's that's the point here. We can measure this. We know when, we're body, when our body is not dealing with stress well, and we can fix it. I just have so many notes here. Um, I want to make sure I stay on track in this. Uh, makes sense. So here's what hrv is reading and here's how it relates to stress and why this number is so important so we have the rest and digest mode and the fight or flight mode When we talk about our body, we talk about the sympathetic mode of our nervous system or the parasympathetic mode. The parasympathetic mode is where we want to stay. That's our rest and digest. When we hit the fight or flight mode, we can measure this and we know what changes. This is when our body starts releasing all kinds of crazy chemicals, And these chemicals are important. They're designed to keep us alive in a true life or death emergency. A saber-toothed tiger is about to eat us. Another tribe is attacking our camp. It, it, It was designed for true life or death situations. In today's society, we have so many things that trigger this mode. And we spend way too much time in the sympathetic mode of our nervous system. And all these chemicals are horribly damaging to our health. And we're in this mode all the time. So what we're measuring here, we have to think of two different heart measurements, heart rate and heart rate variability, heart rate is how many times the heart beats per minute pretty simple you can put a couple fingers on your wrist and feel your pulse and you can count this yourself it's not a big deal just about every wearable device measures heart rate that's a simple measurement we've been able to do that forever heart rate just tells us in a minute your heart beat this many times now as an example if our heart rate is 60 which is a fairly it's a good heart rate if your resting heart rate is 60 that's a good number you would assume oh well that's easy my heart's beating once every second 60 beats per minute and it might be but if it is that's a really bad thing turns out That the healthier we are, and when our body is in the rest and digest mode, then we need to look at heart rate variability. You could have two people, both at 60 beats per minute, exactly the same heart rate, but their heart rate variability could be wildly different. And it's a measurement of our overall fitness, and how much time we're spending in the fight or flight mode. And it's our physical strength. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to that here in a second. So heart rate variability now, we, let's, we have two people, they're both at 60 beats per minute, but one has a heart rate variability of 30 and the other one has a heart rate variability of 90. Well, what I can tell you is the person who's, if we could read their instant heart rate variability right now, and we're getting to that point, I think we can. We would know if you were in the fight or flight mode or the rest and digest mode. That's how the Garmin watch calculates those stress numbers and body battery is from this HRV reading. When you are stressed, your heartbeat actually becomes more consistent it will it will go up if we stress these two people right now both of their heart rates will go up when we stress somebody that the heart rate goes up but heart rate variability goes down and that's a bad thing so it means that the number of seconds between beats gets very consistent when we're stressed our heart beats faster, but more consistently. When we're not stressed, when we're relaxed, we're out of that fight or flight mode, our heart rate goes down, our heart rate variability goes up. Now you might have a second between beats on this beat, but the next beat might be a half a second between beats, and then it might jump to two seconds between beats. It's not consistent. The variability is all over the place. That's actually when we're resting. We want that inconsistency. We want a high rate of variability. That means our body is dealing with the stress and we're staying in the parasympathetic mode, the rest and digest mode. That's what we're measuring here. Here's what I've been able to figure out over the last year working on this and and. What brought this up recently, um, I haven't been using my app much on the Garmin watch because I have my watch set up so well, I can get all my data right off my watch. So I just forget to sync and look at the phone. Well, I, I did yesterday, um, and I see a new reading. And it, the Garmin watch, if you have the right watch, the newest sensors, is now showing us the raw score for HRV. This is a really good number to work with if you understand it. So I'm happy that I now have that raw score as well as the instant stress in the body battery. The raw score is an, is the best indication of our overall fitness. Here's what I'm finding. And, and now I understand that stress is not mental. It's physical. Stress Our stress response is our body's ability to deal with extremes. It might be extreme activity. It might be extreme heat. It might be extreme cold. It it is a physical strength and a physical response to physical conditions. That's what strengthens our body's ability to deal with these things. Now that that clicked... Look at the protocol that I designed and I didn't have this thought clear in my head at the time. I didn't get it till just now. But somehow I, we still got it right because I was measuring and testing and measuring and testing and I figured out what worked. I couldn't explain why it worked as well as I can now. All of the things we do in the protocol, we put our bodies in into extreme situations that they don't see in our normal day but they're all situations that our body did see when we were hunter-gatherers. Extreme breathing. We don't do enough extreme breathing because we don't exert ourselves anymore. So now we have to sit down and force ourselves to breathe in a way that builds our resilience and our fitness. The X3, the resistance training. We don't push our bodies and our muscles enough and our muscles get weak over time. Our lifestyle is horrible for that. The extreme heat of the infrared sauna and the sweating, the extreme cold of the shower. It It clicked. Everything I'm doing is putting somebody's body through some sort of an extreme that they don't normally see during their day anymore, but we used to see it as hunter-gatherers all day, every day. This is completely physical. When you start pushing your body, it gets used to those extremes. Here's the best example. We always talk about the cold shower and how hard this is for people. But I I try to tell people, look, when you get used to this, you're going to enjoy it. Our body can't handle those extremes anymore. And that is what we're talking about when we talk about our stress muscle. We don't expose our body to these physical extremes and our body gets weaker. That's all stress is. Stress is not this big, weird, mental thing that we thought it was. Now, our thoughts can have an impact on it, just like our thoughts can have an impact on our health. But our thoughts are not stress. Most of our stress is coming from our our perfect environment where we stay 70 degrees and completely comfortable and we don't want to do anything that's uncomfortable anymore. We don't want to breathe like that. That's uncomfortable. I don't want to push on that band all, you know, it, it hurts. I don't want to get in the cold shower. I don't like it. No, that heat doesn't feel good. This is stress. This is a whole new way of looking at it, but I think it's the correct way of looking at it. And honestly, I haven't found this anywhere else. In all the books I've been reading, I just may be on something original here if we start looking at stress like this, we can now measure your body's ability to handle stress. And it really is the HRV number. We take somebody like Ben Greenfield, you you know, I've talked about this and I'm gonna start showing this in the numbers. I gotta get them together. I've talked about when I first started doing this protocol, I said, when I'm in the sauna blanket, when I'm doing my breathing, um, the breathing's a different matter. Let me set that aside. When I'm in the sauna blanket, my, my stress level goes up to 90 to 100. When I'm doing the resistance training, my stress level goes through the roof right up to 100 sometimes, maxes out. When I get in the cold shower, stress level maxes out, goes through the roof. But I started noticing something. The more I do this, That doesn't happen anymore. Yesterday, I would have swore my stress level should have been well above 90. And I looked down and it was 42. I thought, wait a minute, what's going on? Well, I realized I'm going to have to push harder. My body now can handle that much stress without being stressed. My HRV is nice and high doing those things that used to put me through the roof. Well, that's no different. We'll go back to the muscle analogy. When I first started, this band was really hard. Now all of a sudden that band's easy and I got to go up to another band to build my muscle. If we want to keep building that stress muscle, we have to keep upping the ante. We might have to do a little longer. We might have to do a little more intense, but this is what, will finally break this stress that we're dealing with. Nothing else works. Like I said, meditation, mindfulness, it's all great stuff. It's not going to do a thing because you don't have any strength left in your stress response. Because we never push our bodies anymore physically. We, we stay so comfortable all the time and so inactive. And it's killing us all right Um, I have a couple other things here but uh, we've had a call on the line for a while so I'm going to take that any other calls if you want to get in jump in now 855-950-3835 I'm going to come back to some of this Um, I have some other things I want to talk about but it's time to hear from you pick up the phone and join us we're going to head off to Pennsylvania Marcy welcome to the program
1: Hi, Kevin. How you doing?
0: Doing good. What's on your mind today?
1: Well, I put a message on the Healthy Tribe last night, and I'm just kind of uh, talking about my journey and my, uh, you know, started from, you know, paleo, dirty keto, NDK, carnivore, and I'm noticing, you know, the my blood sugars are still high, well, in the morning for sure, and even sometimes during the day over a hundred. Um, and I got into, you know, the intermittent fasting, did the sixteen eight for a while and there's some little improvements but still some stalls. Then I went to 24-1 and and there's still some stalls there. I do have hot flashes and, um, Night sweat still, and I'm just listening to Doc uh, talking about stress in general, stressing the body. Um, you know, I I think that you know uh, this insulin is the it has to be cleared up because I don't think uh, I'm I'm going forward unless that lowers down. Um, so. I'm thinking about stressing the body even further. So I'm going to even do a 72. I just, I'm almost finishing a 72 hour fast in a couple hours, which I feel perfectly fine. So I think I want to continue the 72 hour fast, like maybe once a week or something for, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just saying that's a stress for the body and what's your thoughts?
0: Oh that's an interesting thought and I my answer is I don't know but now we can measure this and I hadn't thought about this as a possibility um but if we find out that that fasting stresses the body in the proper way first we have to find out is it stressing the body at all yes. my guess is it is well but I'm not sure if it's the right way it's interesting probably is because fasting is such a natural um phenomenon anyway we evolved fasting all the time just because there wasn't food around all the time um i don't know that's it but it, we need to go we need to go study that do you have the garmin watch with the stress reading no i will get the garmin watch though i we so everybody who's listening that is practicing fasting Let's start paying attention and, and I'll do it and I'll do some extended fast to test this. Let's see what it's doing to our stress level. And over time, let's see what it does to our HRV level. So one of the things I'll tell you, uh, I don't think I got to this in my open as I'm working on this protocol pretty intensely right now, I'm not skipping many days, I'm I'm being really diligent with it, I'm pushing myself, and I'm watching my HRV number go up. That's exactly what we want to see, and the only thing that does it is pushing the body physically. It's the cold, it's the heat, it's the sweating, it's the resistance training, it's the breathing. It's pushing our body to physical extremes that we don't normally do. And when we do that, we watch the HRV number go up. And when that happens, that means it's telling us the stress level is coming down. Because if your HRV is low, it's because we're in the stress mode too often. So when you average it out and your number is low, you're spending too much time under stress. When our HRV climbs, what it's telling us is you may be exposed to stress, but your body does not need to go into the fight or flight mode anymore. You're strong enough now to handle that stress and your body stays relaxed. And when it does, then our hormones will normalize. Because insulin is the master hormone. When we go into the fight or flight mode, what does our liver do? Our liver starts cranking out glucose for energy. And if we're in the fight or flight mode right. all day long, no ma- even if you're eating zero carb, you could start to have blood sugar issues because your body will just keep creating the glucose because you're stressed. That is its response. It's what it's supposed to do. But if we can get that number up to where we can handle these things and our body will stay in the rest and digest mode, then our hormones can normalize because when blood sugar spikes because of stress, the body has to release insulin.
1: Right. And that's what's exactly what's happening to me. Um, So, yeah. And just like the 24-in-1 fasting just isn't, it's becoming so normal to me. It's just like a regular thing. Well um, and, and again, so I'm just up in there. we
0: I I I we need to find out if this if this fasting is something we should be doing when we're weak. Maybe not. I don't know. Here's another example. You know, I say that it's physical activity that will get us out of this. And yet I can point to most people today and their physical activity is making this worse. The last thing you should do when your HRV is low is go to the gym and spend an hour on the treadmill you'll probably make things worse. Uh. Runners tend to make this worse because they keep running more and more and more and it's it's stressing the body but not in the proper way. So but if we do exercise the right way, high intensity, short duration and we alternate it, we vary it. We don't go out and get our heart rate up to 120 and hold it there for an hour. That's that's wrong. We, that does not help us. Now, once you get your body nice and strong, you can go run marathons, but we have people running marathons that mm-hmm. are getting weaker and weaker. So what I want to be careful of is that fasting will help when somebody is weak because we're dealing with people whose HRV is probably bottomed out. They're stressed all the time. We're seeing the physical response to it. I don't know yet if fasting would be good at that point. We have to go figure that out.
1: Right. Well, I think maybe like you saying, getting the watch and still checking my, you know, my blood glucose and ketones, I think that
0: is a good indication, too, of, you know, your, your progress as well, yes, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. When, if we spend less time in fight or flight, we should see our blood sugar numbers come down.
1: Right. Well, I'll definitely get the watch. I mean, I got the X3. I didn't do it yet. I'm doing dumbbells uh, in the truck, nothing major yet. I'm doing Wim Hof breathing and still trying to do the cold therapy. And that's really (laughs) tough for
0: me. (laughs) It Can't. is. I know. I can get past a little bit, but it's tough. Yeah, it it it, it is. I get it, and I, I will tell you. If you skip this, like I did when I was on the road, you have to go through it all again. <laughs> and it was no easier the second time I thought, well, maybe it'll be a little easier. Maybe I'll get used to it faster. <laughs> I didn't. I had to suffer through that again. But now I'm back to the point. I love it. And I'm starting to see that when, I, when that cold water hits me, my stress doesn't go right to 100. It's starting to handle that wow. much, much better now.
1: That's uh, so funny, uh, my husband's really into the cold therapy. He just goes out in our backyard in the middle of winter and takes and turns the hose on and oh, takes the yeah. shower out there.
0: That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, and he he's pushing it to get me to do the cold therapy, and I really need to like you said, I mean, I think the whole thing is dressing the body I mean because we're we're not used to eating, you know. In caveman days and all this, we're not used to eating, you know, three squares and, exactly. you know, all this stuff. Like, we need to, okay, well, I'm right. going to get the garment. I'll do some it, more testing.
0: Here, it, and let me tell everybody why it pays to get used to the cold exposure. Because I know a lot of people are skipping that part of it and saying, well, look, I'm doing the other stuff. And the other <laughs> stuff's all going to help. But here's the beauty of the cold exposure. You only need four minutes to get maximum benefits out of cold exposure. Even Wim Hof says everything beyond four minutes is just kind of his training to get used to being uncomfortable. And the more we do that, the stronger we get. But you do get maximum benefits out of the cold exposure in just four minutes.
1: Well, I like that. I mean, I like that, that there's a limit that I can get to. Right, there. right. Um, yeah. I also think, you know, even that fasting, I've been, you know, looking at different people. Like the Dr. Mindy Pels, who does it, she's really into the intermittent fasting and hormones and um, other people. But I, here's like the 72-hour fast is is almost the key to uh Honing in on your fasting, if you, can, if you can do a 72 hour, you can, um, your, your body can, it's like, it's easier to do fasting, you know, regularly.
0: Yes, that is true. Your body You're- gets used to all of these things. And unfortunately, your body also gets used to not doing these things and it gets used to that comfort. And that's what's killing us. We want to be comfortable all the time because it feels good to be comfortable. It feel, it's not comfortable to be uncomfortable. That's the whole point. And that's where Wim Hof talks about using more than four minutes to condition our body to be uncomfortable so that at some point it's not uncomfortable and then you can do it. The cold is not crazy uncomfortable anymore. It's a little shocking at first, but it it, it gets easier and easier all the time. We're conditioning our body to the things we used to experience all the time. You know, one of my notes down here um, uh, was about the show alone. I've talked about it many times. The season just ended, Uh, we had the final episode last week, so we know who won and it's interesting. He used a totally different strategy than anything I've seen before. It was pretty brilliant and it worked. He won. So the first thing, these, they were in Labrador, Canada, and they were up there because they were with the polar bears. That was like the big challenge here. Um, so when they first got there, they were dealing with temperatures in the thirties, almost every day, between 30 and 40. Um, but that winner wasn't here yet. So this guy did something yeah. really different. He did not build his first fire until, and they made it like 76 days, I think. It was somewhere right around there. He didn't build his first fire till two or three days before the event ended. And his, his strategy was sound. Wow. He said, when you look at how much energy you have to expend in calories to go find firewood, cut firewood, carry firewood, stack firewood, build the fire, tend the fire. He said, that is a tremendous amount of calories. And that's the whole point. You have to conserve your energy and your calories out there. So he just said, I'm not going to build a fire, which means he was drinking water unboiled, There's some risk there, but it worked out for him. He never got sick. Um, He was eating food that he had to eat raw because he wasn't (laughs) cooking his food. Now, eating just raw food for too long, some of these strategies would not have worked as a hunter-gatherer. They actually would work against you. Eating too much raw food, not enough cooked food would be a problem. Um, But it worked for him in this competition because he saved a ton of energy. He didn't have to hunt or eat as much because he wasn't expending all that energy. Then when winter started to set in and it's harder and harder to find animals, it's harder and harder to go hunt because of the snow and the temperature, he made a decision from that point on, he was just going to fast the rest of the competition and hope he could make it. And it worked. He ended up fasting like the last 17 days, I think. Maybe Did he make it that far?
1: Oh, my god. Maybe
0: he did. It was quite a while, but it, it was his strategy. If I don't have to go find food, I'm just going to hang out in my tent and sleep. And he did it. He kind of hibernated, and it worked, and he won.
1: Well, I think that's very cool. I mean, I was even thinking about this fasting regularly for a few, you know, was, I'm going to try to do it for eight weeks uh, in a row. Um, but I think, too, you know, think about the, you know, prepping, end of times, uh, whatever's happening. If I can, you know, do this to my body, you know, that will just save on food and energy. I could, if I can hone in on this fasting and kind of get used to it, extended fast for
0: a regular
1: amount of, you know, maybe I
0: think that would just help me in Ab- general. Absolutely. You know, when I look at the population now and, and we know, we know, we've known a long time how bad the diet is. We know that what we're dealing with right now, why are we talking about so many viruses all of a sudden? So many diseases coming back, diseases that never monkeypox been around for a long, long time, but it's never been a problem. Now it's all of all of a sudden it's a problem. Coronaviruses have been around a long, long time. Why are they such a problem now? Why are we seeing polio come back and measles and what's going on? And what's going on is we were already getting weak because of our diet and our lifestyle. And then the pandemic and the lockdowns sent stress levels through the roof and caused us to be even less physically active and less healthy. And we're seeing it now. Human beings are becoming so weak physically because of our diet. And now I completely understand what stress is doing and we are not going to turn around this issue of stress unless we get people doing the things I'm talking about. And what are the odds that people are going to go out and start doing this stuff right now? Mm -hmm. These diseases and viruses and bacteria are going to get worse for human beings, not because they're getting worse, but because we are getting weaker and weaker. And now that I understand the stress piece of it, I'm I'm horrified for the rest of the population. Uh Uh-oh, and I lost Marcy. Marcy, what happened? We lost you. Um, All right, phone lines are open. It's quiet today, what's going on? Um, Pick up the phone and join me. 855-950-3835. It is a health free for all. I'm talking primarily about stress, my stress protocol. Uh, The show alone, uh, it's over. There was a winner. So we can talk about anything you want, though, if it's health-related. Pick up the phone and join me, 855-950-3835. Oh, yeah, Sarah just sent me a message that uh, if she ever went on alone, her strategy was going to be fasting, uh, and it worked this time. You know, there there have been several people over the seasons that I've watched who also use another strategy. They gain as much weight as they can possibly gain before they go on the show. And you'd think, well, that seems a little crazy, because when we gain health, when we gain weight, we get less healthy. But it actually does make sense. The whole point of this show is just you, you're. <laughs> Here's the other thing I was going to talk about with humans. The interesting thing about the show is it points out why we form tribes. It's almost impossible for a human being to survive alone. It's really, really difficult. And it's interesting because this topic also ties into what's going on with population now and the whole book, The End of the World, and do we need more people on the planet or do we need less people? I'm really, really starting to believe we need more people, not less. You know, if you take these, the last two people that were um, on a loan, when it gets down to two people, and the other one was a, uh, a woman, by the way, and she was 50-something, which is another challenge. Most of the people that win this are younger. Most of the people who make it farther in this are younger. She was 50. It was a woman, and she she was a little weird. Um, I think she's lived this lifestyle a lot because the one thing I noticed about her right away um, was that nothing ever seemed to bother her. She was just happy the whole time, right up till the end. Everybody else complains about being hungry, about being weak, about being tired. She was just happy all the time. Nothing seemed to bother. She didn't have a lot of the crazy skills. She had some pretty good skills. Everybody that makes it on the show has crazy bushwhacking skills. But hers weren't incredible. She was just kind of okay at everything, not really great at anything. She almost won this. And I would have been shocked, but it was just either, you know, she's just so used to living like this. Um, and her attitude, I think, was what carried her through. Uh, but it, it had those two. And this would be interesting. I think this could be a really interesting twist on this show. They should do a special season. And when it gets down to the last two, they should let them live and work together. I think that would be really interesting. Then we might see that there would be no time limit to how long they could survive. Would two people be enough of a tribe or would it take three? For the most part, though, trying to live out in the wild alone, even the people that survive, it only takes one little mistake and you are toast. If you get injured and now you can't go get food, you can't go get firewood, you're screwed. We are not designed to live alone in the wild. That's why it's an interesting show, and they called it Alone, I think, for that reason. But I think an interesting twist would be to combine um, a couple people and let's see how long human beings can survive in in really extreme conditions. What's the number? Do we need three to make it you know, pretty consistent? Do we need four? Do we need 10? I don't know. It's, uh, it was really interesting... Uh, to watch, though, some of the uh, strategies. I, it, one guy, I think, put on like 70 pounds before he went on to the show. And it, it really is a matter of who can hold out the longest. Nobody ever, not alone, nobody ever really gets to the point where they're comfortable and they just know they can survive every day. It, every day is a challenge. Every day, something's going to happen that's going to send you home or, you know, it would have killed you. It's a pretty interesting uh, show to watch, but it really fits in to this whole idea of stress is now a problem for us as human beings, but it's physical stress. Stress is not mental. It is our body's physical response. And the only way we make it better is by making our body physically stronger. And that number is, is our HRV number. That is the one number that tells us how physically strong your body is and capable of dealing with stressors. So it's a beautiful number. You measure it, and then you start doing things to make that number higher. And I'm still looking for more things, like talking with Marcy. Maybe fasting can be a part of this. I hadn't even thought about that because nowhere in any of my reading have I really read anywhere that that fasting is good for our stress levels. But we now know that what's good for our stress levels is to push our body in specific ways. There's actually a term for it, eustress, good stress, stress that builds our body's resilience to stress. But we have to do it right. And if you do it wrong, things actually get worse. Let's, uh, Calls are starting to come in, let's go to California. Juan, welcome to the program.
2: Hey Kevin, uh, since you're talking about HRV, I have a question. Sure. So I've been using an app, it's
0: called HRV for training. Uh, I guess the first question would be, what do you use to measure your HRV? (laughs) So I've used several devices over the years. What I'm down to now um, is my Garmin watch. And I am going to start wearing my aura ring again. So I used to wear both when I was doing a lot of testing. And the reason I wore the aura ring was because it gave me the raw HRV score. Then the Garmin watch gave me my body battery, my stress level, and between all three numbers, I could really figure out a lot of stuff. And then I got to the point where I'm like, you know, I don't really need that raw number anymore, so I had stopped wearing my Aura for a while. Now, like I said yesterday, I I opened up my app, and I see this new score on my Garmin, HRV. This is awesome. Um, but what I'm going to do, yeah. I actually put my aura back on because I want to see how close these, okay. these two devices are measuring yeah, that compare. number. Yeah, and just compare them again. So th- that's what I'm using to measure mine.
2: So the uh, the Garmin watch has the uh, HRV uh, so,
0: reader. Or so here's here's the interesting thing, and I, I, uh, I'm going to call Garmin after the show today because I have some questions for him now that I see this. So I see it on my yeah. app, and I tell Lisa, hey, uh-huh. did, did you see that new HRV reading on your Garmin app? And she said, no, I don't have it. And I said, well, open it up right yeah. now. Make sure it updates. She opened it up. She updated everything. She does not have that reading. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. I don't either. I, I spent yeah. like an hour and a half messing with their phone, with their watch, trying to figure it out. Yeah. Here's what I think, and this is what I have to call Garmin. There is now yeah. it, in the Instinct Solar, which is the base model of watch we built the the uh, diesel on, there's a second yeah. generation. And I have the second generation because it's the trucker's watch. Uh, Lisa didn't upgrade hers. Yeah. I have a feeling there yeah. are there are some new sensors, <laughs> some new physical sensors in the upgraded watch that allow them to show this instant HRV.
2: Uh, that makes sense. Okay, so uh, how does it come out? Like the app, mine comes out like a 7.2, basically my range is 6.0 and 8.0. It's
0: kind of the range that I have on there. I don't oh, know if that's how your Aura ring or the Garmin watch read. No, neither the Aura or the Garmin watch read like that. See, here's, here's kind of yeah. what we're going to have to deal with here. The raw number... Yeah the raw number is the raw number, right? That that no matter if, and that's why I want devices that show me the raw number. You can create all your own scales and all these other numbers, but show me the raw number because that's our best comparison. So if a device doesn't show that raw number, Then we're going to have a hard time, like the Garmin breaks the HRV and uses that number for three other readings that is proprietary to them. They show it as instant stress, but their scale is zero to 100. Well, somebody else could create an Uh, instant stress from HRV, but their scale might be zero to 25. And we wouldn't be able to compare the two then. So, yeah, I I love the fact that I now have the raw number and the raw number is just a math calculation. It's not a proprietary number. Everybody would show the raw number the same way because it just tells us what is the variation between my heart beats. And it's just a math formula is all it is. Got gotcha. you. So I guess I'm gonna have to upgrade my watch, I think, because I would like it all just coordinated
2: through the Garmin and the app. That would be awesome. Yeah. So uh, here,
0: here's the interesting thing. In the beginning, I used to think the range was zero to a hundred because yeah. I had never seen a number over a hundred. So I assumed, oh, okay. well, the scale must end at a hundred. It actually doesn't. There is no end to the scale, and I'll explain why. And the first time I knew this was, I got Ben Greenfield's data, and he had some readings in there that were over on I'm like, wait a minute. How how does that work? So remember what we're measuring with HRV. We're measuring the time between heartbeats, So and, and we want that number to vary a lot. Well, there really isn't any upper number of how long the delay could be. Right. Sure. So it, it, yeah, definitely. there is some number up there that a human being probably can't exceed or we can't yet. We keep, you know, finding yeah. new ways. But so that's why that there's kind of no upper number, because somebody could keep getting uh-huh. fitter and fitter and they might get big, big delays in between their heartbeat. And that tells us that sure. we are physically stronger and capable of dealing with stress. That's gotcha. true. I, uh, I did notice on my garment, uh, my, Garmin, uh, oh, my let, stress let, level, and my body. Let, uh, go ahead. let me go back to another thought because I'm going to forget this if I don't. Be because sure. you mentioned HRV for for training. Here's the real value yeah. in HRV for training. It stops us from overtraining. Yes. Yeah. All yeah. these things that are good for us, the the high-intensity workouts, the cold, the heat, at some point, if you do them too much... You will actually go the other way. You'll start getting weaker. You won't get just like we have to work out a muscle and then give it time to rest. We have to do these things correctly, then give our body time to recover from them. And if we don't and we overtrain, our body will actually get weaker and our HRV will go down. And I will tell you that once people get into training, almost everybody overtrains. Absolutely. Very true no, I, I have uh, the tendency to do that as well uh, One thing I am noticing though That when
2: I, yeah, when I do train uh, Or if I get in uh, We have a sauna at the gym I go to uh, My heart rate will race up to like 160 I'll stay there for about 10, 20 to 30 minutes at about 190 degrees uh, my my stress level will go. It actually on the garment, I guess it only goes to 100. It'll literally go like it'll like oh, I'll have like three uh, three lines across my my uh, <laughs> face of my watch. It, it goes to the roof, right? Right. And uh, but the cool thing is, about an hour and a half later, uh, my
0: stress level will be very low, exactly. and so will my uh, body battery. Exactly. Yeah. That that. So uh, yep. that's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. And and th- th- I, yeah. I get so excited about this because we have never been yeah. able to measure these numbers that. That's why we have never been able to figure out stress.
2: Yeah. Uh, One more point about the HRV is my personal experience. Uh, When uh, I've had a particularly stressful day, uh, the next after a night's sleep, I'll get up and my HRV will be reading low. A couple of rounds of Wim Hof while breathing, because I have the app. Uh, it will be right back in range,
0: literally, like within yep. 10 minutes. It goes right back up. Yep. So that's pretty awesome, but that's pretty much all I have. <laughs> You're right. It's awesome, and it's awesome now that we can measure it and know that it's working. No, definitely. Yeah, it's really cool. So, uh, all right. I appreciate everything, Kevin. Great stuff. That's the kind of feedback I want. that That verifies what I've been finding myself. And I said the other day, I need... We need to put together some sort of a formal program to really um, kind of get this together. Get more data from other people. I I think we're on the cusp of a really big breakthrough here with this. Let's uh, let's go to West Virginia, David. Welcome to the program.
3: Hey Kevin, how you doing?
0: Good. What's on your mind today?
3: Well. You know, you're talking about these uh, uh, measles and stuff that we're getting uh, all of a sudden in the last two years. Um, You know, uh, Kevin, I was in Florida and I got three mosquito bites in Florida. Every mosquito bite, Broke out. I don't know if it's the monkeypox or what, but I do do have, I still have them. This was about three weeks ago. I have bumps over them. Uh, You know, what I'm trying to say is I think this uh, could this be being spread? Uh, What I'm asking you, Kevin, could could it be uh, being spread among us or
0: uh, intentionally, do you mean? Yes. Yes. It, look, anything's possible when it comes to stuff like that. And it's looking more and more probable even. I'm not saying that that it is or there's any evidence that there is. I haven't looked at it. Um, even if it is and we find evidence, it will be like the argument behind where did the you know COVID really come from. You can scream all you want. You can show them all the evidence you want. Nobody ever admits it anyway.
3: I know, Kevin. Yeah, That's why I trust you, Kevin, because you need evidence. You don't just talk conspiracy theories. You need proof. But what I'm telling you is that, that, uh, you know, I'm hearing that before this outbreak ever happened, of the monkeypox and everything, that Bill Gates and them were talking about it. Well, now, I got a mosquito bite... uh, you remember when they were talking about releasing mosquitoes and stuff like that? With, oh yeah. with, yeah, uh, with yeah,
0: we, We've studied that in the past. And now I'm not aware of monkeypox spreading through mosquito bites. I don't think that is a, it, it might be possible. I don't think it is though. We know there are certain diseases that are absolutely spread through, through um, mosquitoes primarily. Um, Many of the uh, tropical diseases, malaria, things like that can be spread through mosquitoes. Zika, the Zika virus was transmitted through mosquitoes. I have not seen, read or heard anything about monkeypox being spread through mosquitoes. Monkeypox is spread through physical contact uh, of bodily fluids that contain that virus. Somebody with monkeypox right, can, can sneeze on you, and you're probably not going to get monkeypox. It's not spread airborne. No, no. It's a physical skin-to-skin contact. That's why sexual contact is, is the primary right, driver I of understand. it right now. But here's what I'm a little worried about. At first, when we look at this as kind of a sexually transmitted disease, and it's mostly really primarily in homosexual and bisexual men for some reason. Right,
3: I
2: understand that.
0: Um, when when you look at that, you go, oh, well, I don't have to worry about this. But here's what I'm a little worried about now. It is spreading st- slightly into the general population. I'm worried about kids going back to school and sports. And the one sport I'm really concerned about, because we struggle with this in the sport all kinds of ways, is wrestling. There are all kinds of skin conditions and diseases that are rampant in wrestling, and we fight against them constantly. That worries me with this virus out there now.
3: Okay. Well, I know that these were from the mosquito bites, Kevin. No, because I, everywhere I, I got a mosquito bite, well, well, it, it was an outbreak n- right there. Well,
0: But that's not, that's not monkeypox. It's not. Okay. It, I don't know what it is. I don't know why your mosquito bite is still showing a bite three weeks later. That's unusual. We need to figure out why. But that has nothing to do with monkeypox as we know it. It could be something. We just don't know that yet. I've never seen where it's transmitted by a mosquito. And you don't have three bumps on your skin. It's not monkeypox. And I don't know if these look anything like monkeypox. You have something, but I I don't think it has anything to do with monkeypox.
3: But I mean, Kevin, what I'm telling you, everywhere I got the mosquito bite, I, I got a mosquito bite. There'd be uh, uh, bumps around it.
0: Oh, there's more bumps. The next day, that's that's different too. But again, I've not heard of monkeypox acting like that.
3: Could I mean, be. not to get too deep into it, Kevin, with you, because I know you're not a conspiracy theorist. That's why I trust what you say, because you want proof. But, I mean, all this, all of a sudden, COVID being spread around us uh, oh, and an election and all this. There's something
0: going on. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, there is something yeah. going on. Now... <sighs> The, the biggest problem and the reason I focus on this is because, and one of the reasons I don't like to focus on conspiracy theories, even when you can prove to me there's evidence, is because what am I going to do about it? If I find I out that, so not- I, I don't like to focus time on things, even if they're true, if I can't change it. So the one thing I focus on with all of these health related issues, viruses, new diseases, old diseases coming back, vaccines that are killing people. What do I do? I come on here every day and tell people how to be as healthy as you can possibly be, because it's the only way I know to defeat this.
3: Right, You're right, Kevin. Thank you very much for that.
0: So we'll keep an eye so on every, those and uh, if there are any other changes, you know, send me a message or reach out. I want to follow this and see what's going on with you, but I, I well,
3: no, I'm not taking the vaccine. I, I mean, whatever happens to me, I'll oh, live no, with I'm, it. I'm They're just, gone now. Mexican.
0: No, I'm just saying if something you know, else happens, uh, let me know. Cause I'm interested in what happened to you. It's unusual.
3: No, it just went away. I just, just went away after a while. But, uh, I do got some dark spots over this one on my leg, and that kind of looks like the monkey monkeypox because they're, they're purple.
0: From what but I, from they're what going away, under, yeah. From what I understand, the monk the the bumps are not easy to identify. That there are lots of other things that can look like this in the beginning, uh, and since yours went away, I'm pretty sure it wasn't monkeypox. It was some sort of a reaction to this particular mosquito bite, or maybe these mosquitoes did have some sort of bacteria or virus that you had a reaction to. But I don't think it was monkeypox.
3: Hey, Kevin, I just want to uh, share that with all you guys out there that.
0: Uh, Thank you. Appreciate it. But- Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Indiana, Jim. Welcome to the program. Good morning,
4: Kevin. Fantastic show. Thank you. I think you already answered this because somebody in your office can't find it either. But I have the watch. I have the app. I don't see where the HRV. Do do you have the? And I've updated. Do you have the
0: Instinct Solar? The solar. I have the diesel. Oh, you do have the diesel. Oh, see, I think, I'm not positive, but I think the diesel should be the latest generation of the Instinct. It should be the Instinct 2, I think. I, I'm going to have to call Garmin and find out. Cause I, it just, is. Yes, yeah, it. it is. Then you should have this this reading. And I don't, have you, I'm wondering, <laughs> have you downloaded the the software for the trucking side of things that has the workouts and...
4: Yes, the... Um, okay,
0: yeah. Oh, shoot,
4: what's it called? No,
0: yeah. I'm going to have to call Garmin today and get the answer to this because I don't know. I don't know why it showed up on mine and other people aren't seeing it. I didn't do anything different. And as far as I can tell, on the Garmin Connect app, the stuff you see on that My Day screen that where it opens to, there's no way to change any of that. Not that I've found anywhere. And I've been all over this thing. And all of a sudden, HRV showed up at the very top. It's right there at the top. Can't miss it. Yeah, I got heart rate, body batteries, stress. Yeah. All that's, that stuff. That but what, not that's what Lisa had and three days ago that's what I had. And then yesterday, all of a sudden, HRV just showed up at the top.
3: Huh. Yeah.
4: Um, just another question on ba- body battery. There's a couple of mornings I'll wake up and it's like at 14. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a bad yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, no, I, it, look, I, this number I, is accurate. Honestly, here's what <laughs> you should do when you wake up and you're now I've said in the past that avoiding stress doesn't work. Not not as an overall strategy, but there are times you absolutely should avoid stress. And this is why the body battery number is so important. If you start the day with the low body battery, you better do everything you can to make that a stress-free day. Don't go work out that day. That's a bad time to go work out. That's when you'll overtrain. You may want to try on a day like that. I would focus on breathing and maybe the cold shower. I might do my breathing and a cold, cold exposure on days like that, but you should really try to take it easy on those days. That's your body telling you you've overdone it and we didn't recover overnight. Hmm. All right. Yeah,
4: I got the uh, the, the breathing
0: app. Some of the things to watch out for on not recovering overnight, try not to eat too close to bedtime three or four hours nope. before you go to sleep, try stopping eating. That has a huge impact on yeah. your, your overnight. Uh, and there's a lot of evidence that all human beings, and this is, I've talked about this in driving before, this is a challenge for us. There's a lot of evidence. In fact, there's a brand new study out, just came out yesterday. I haven't had time to dig into it yet. That talks about the human body should never, ever stay up past midnight. Yeah. No, I don't. So the the earlier we go to bed, the the (laughs) earlier we stop eating before we go to bed, the better our body will recover. And here's the other thing that will wipe this out. And I know nobody wants to hear this. Alcohol is horrendous on your body. I am shocked at how much Negative impact we get from small amounts of alcohol, and the problem's getting worse because people are getting weaker and weaker. So these things we used to be able to handle, we can't handle anymore. You, uh, our bodies probably used to handle a glass of wine or a beer or two without any big deal because we weren't overstressed all the time. You take somebody who's overstressed and you throw in alcohol, holy cow, it's disastrous.
4: Yeah, I don't have I don't drink, so I don't have that problem. But, I am um, I am
0: almost well, to the like point, now, I, I am almost to the point where I'm probably <laughs> going to say I don't drink. I, I haven't in a long time again. And I'll say every now and then, you know, I broke down, I had a glass of wine the other night. I it, it's less and less. I can't remember the last time now. It's been months and months. Um and I kinda look at it and go, honestly, why would I ever do that again? Really. I know I enjoy it. I love wine. But, man, when I can see the results in the numbers, it's just not worth it.
4: Uh, no, like my ba- body battery is 50 and my stress is 24 right now.
0: Yeah, kind of middle and of my the road. My heart rate at 58. Yeah. yeah 58 yeah. on the heart rate. Yeah, I have a weird anomaly on right. heart rate. I always have. Um, I, I, you know, when you talk about heart, resting heart rate in the 40s, that is almost always extreme athletes. I am nowhere near an extreme athlete. I want people to know that. When I work out, uh, um, I have to push myself to just go do it. I'm not an extreme athlete. And yet, um, my resting heart rate average is 47. I have no idea why. Hmm, that's good. It is good, I, and it, it's healthy, and it's good for us. But I have no idea why. It, even even when my HRV number had dropped down into the 30s when I was traveling and I wasn't active, and my heart rate just stays low. I don't know why.
4: Hmm. All right. Well, I will. Uh, I listen to you all the time for. Many many years, so I'll uh, I'll wait for
0: your answer from Garmin on why yeah, we some I, of us don't I, <laughs> see it in the app. <laughs> yeah, I got to go find this out because now I'm curious because I really like this number. It, it again, I'm a kind of a you know a numbers junkie, so I, I like that. But uh, all right, I see we uh, have blown through the first hour, and Lauren has joined us. Um, so. We're going to bring Lauren in. We're just going to roll right on and, oh, you know what, I think I'm supposed to stop the show, restart for Aaron. So I'm going to do that. Now, don't anybody hang up. We're not going to restart the phone system. I'm just going to close out the first hour of Destination Health, restart uh, after hours with Lauren and Kevin. So hold on for about a uh, 30 seconds here and we will be right back to bring Lauren in and then get to more of your calls. So don't hang up. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.